Welcome to the Voice of V podcast. This is V, your host. I'm a motivational speaker, a podcaster, an emotional gangster, and a spiritual thug. I created this podcast to share my emotional healing journey so that others could be motivated to go from being victims of circumstance and becoming a badass that has overcome. These are my stories. These are your stories. These are our stories. So join me on this journey as we take back our peace and begin to create a new way of thinking and a new way of life. Hola, hola, mi gente. It's your girl, V. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope that you are doing well. have been going through this journey And it's been a good one, but it's been um, one that requires a lot of transparency with myself. And it has really made me think about a lot of things. And so I wanted to share that with you guys. I do not have a list. Normally, I'll have an outline because you know me. Sometimes I can be all over the place and I will get distracted. But I just have something on my heart and... I feel like it would just be appropriate for me to share with my listeners <clears throat> because I don't know what everyone is going through. You might be going through a season of greatness. You might be going through uh, breakthroughs, maybe, you know, with your healing journey and things of that sort. Or you may be going through a difficult situation. All of that is okay. It's part of life. And it's something that I have really had to accept <laughs> for the most part of my life because things happen. We can do everything the right way. We can check off the little um, different boxes and meet every single goal that we have for ourselves and life will still happen and that's okay. And then you have that whole, you know, other dynamic of your childhood and the kind of family you grew up in and things of that sort. So <clears throat> give me a minute, y'all. I'm going to pause really quick. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> I think I sound a little bit better. <clears throat> like I mentioned last week in my post, uh, allergies are kicking my butt. And I don't know if it's a cold or whatnot. Yes, I have tested um, to make sure it's not COVID and it's not. 
my asthma and allergies are really kicking my butt. So forgive my breathing and my stuffy nose, my congestion. I am taking all kinds of meds. And <laughs> even that is just making me sleepy and it's not helping as much as I wish it did. But anyway, here we are, right? So back to what I was saying. I wanted to share my heart with you guys <clears throat> because I think it has really been a while since I've done that. And that was the whole point of my podcast was I wanted to share my heart with you guys and share my journey with you. And because if it will make a difference even for just one person, that is a huge accomplishment for me, right? That's just a personal thing that I enjoy. So as we all know, we go through life and the healing journey is one that is nonstop. I hope that you know that. I hope you understand that you never reach a point where you're like, I am completely whole and do not need any more work. Like I got it down pack. I have healed from every single thing that I have experienced, every single trauma I have faced. I am healed from all that. So I'm good. So now I'm going to find all the perfect situations, all the perfect people and all the perfect circumstances that will fit my wholeness <laughs> in a perfect world with other people that are healed and whole. That could be a reality, but reality is that there are a lot of broken people, a lot of people with scars. It doesn't mean that they're broken. It does not mean that they haven't reached um, a wholeness in the sense of healing from the past trauma. But um, for the most part, there are a lot of people that are more broken than they are healed. And that's where I want to kind of touch a little bit because I meet a lot of people. I meet a lot of men. I meet a lot of women. I meet a lot of young people. I meet a lot of old people. I like to talk to people. I do, even though sometimes I say I can't stand people. But at the end of the day, I do. I have a love for people. And based on the things that I have gone through in the past, you would think that maybe I would be a person that would avoid people because people have hurt me. But we're humans. That's what people do, unfortunately. And I'm not saying that people to make excuses for those individuals that choose to hurt people that choose to go through life and cause others pain and anguish. I'm not talking about those type of people. Those people need help. And it's like mental help. And some spoiled people just need someone to kick their ass. But that's just me. Don't go and do that. I'm just saying there are some rotten, spoiled people that feel entitled and will do whatever they have to to get what they want. It doesn't matter what's best for everyone. They just care about themselves. And then you also have those people that have gone through stuff and have made themselves a victim of life and they have a victim mentality. And so they feel entitled as well. And in their case, though, they make their situation and everything they've gone through um, they make that a reason for everyone else to revolve around them, for everyone else to do things for them. Because I went through this, now everyone should cater to me and do this, you know, whatever the case is. And I can give you different examples. 
I've run to both kinds of people. I've run into people that just feel entitled because they have always been given everything in life. I have even had someone tell me, I bet you've always had a good life. And, um, and I was like, why would you think that? I mean, and they're like, because you look like you have it all together. Da, da, da. And at that time in my life, I probably looked like I had it all together, but I didn't have it all together. It was on the outside. And that's what I, you know, that song that I played at the beginning, I thought about that because I remember going through life and the image that I wanted everyone to see is the image that I was going to portray. And to be honest, at the end of the day, how, it, how easy is it to be vulnerable with people? Because you got to be vulnerable with the right people. And if in the past you've been vulnerable with the wrong people, they have betrayed you, they have hurt you, they have caused you some serious heartache. So then you don't want to be vulnerable with anyone. Or let's say you are vulnerable with people and they reject you. Now you don't feel like you're good enough. And now you don't want to be vulnerable because you feel like you're going to get rejected. So vulnerability is a strength, but it is also something to be careful with. You cannot be vulnerable with just anyone. And that's why you got to take time to get to know people. I have made the mistake in the past of both things, of being vulnerable and being rejected and being vulnerable with the wrong people, right? And at that, it didn't help that I had a root of rejection and that all went back to my childhood. So I just wanted to share with you a few things about how I used to think, things that I thought were true and they really weren't. And I felt like, how would this benefit anyone? How is this going to bless anyone? And the reason or the way it will is if, be, if there is one, if there is anyone that's listening and they're feeling or thinking that these things are true about them, this could be an eye opener for you. And or it could be a reflection of how you used to think. So one of the things that I used to believe is if I do everything right, then people will accept me. People will love me. I won't get into trouble, you know? And it sounds like a childish thing or childish way to think. However, as a child, it worked for me. It helped me avoid some things. And I'm talking about like a little kid, right? And so <laughs> I love my grandmother. May, may she rest in peace. And I know she is. She loved me the best way she could love me. But she had a temper and I get it. Like she was done raising her kids and here she is having to raise a grandchild when she was done. You know what I mean? So I totally get it, grandma. Totally understand because I have grandkids and I love them. Don't get me wrong. And I enjoy my time with them. And as a matter of fact, like most of the time, y'all sometimes will hear uh, me talk about Z one of my granddaughters, one of three granddaughters, and I also have a grandson. <laughs> but you'll hear me talk about Z more because she's around me more. And she is two years old and I love her. She is so excited when I get home from work. The other day, oh my God, the other day she was jumping up and down and she's like, Tita's home, Tita's home. And you would think that she had not seen me in a long time. 
I was just gone during the day for work. You know, she was asleep when I left, but still, she saw me the night before. And she is usually the last person I see before I go to bed because she will keep going into my room and does not respect my privacy. (laughs) No, I could lock my door if I didn't want her to come in. All that to say that sometimes, even though all those things are cute and I enjoy them and I love that about her, I need a break sometimes. I'm like, you're getting on my nerves. Go with your parents. You know, no offense, Z. I love you if you ever hear this, but... (laughs) Sometimes you'd be getting on my nerves, girl, and I need you to sit your butt down somewhere and chill. But she's two years old, so we know that's not going to happen. So thinking that, I thought about like my grandmother having to raise a kid again and and not having the patience for it. Because for me, I can say, um, you know, daughter, here is your child back or my son. Here are your children back. Take them, please. I, I am done with them. <laughs> you know, I have that option to be a grandma and enjoy all the good parts of them and their parents have to deal with the other parts of them, right? Um, not to say that I don't discipline my um, grandchildren. I don't, I don't let them be all wild. I'm not that grandma that's like, whatever you want, you can have it. No, I listen to my children. And if my children say, if my son says that one of my older granddaughters is grounded, then I have to respect that she's grounded, and <clears throat> whatever she's grounded from, I have to follow the rules too. Sorry, Ruth and Bree, but y'all know, y'all know what's up. But they don't argue with me about that and they don't expect anything else from me. Um, they respect that. So I think that is healthy grandparenting. <laughs> Not to say there haven't been, you know, times where I snuck in an ice cream or candy or a soda when my kids told me not to. So anyway, sorry, kids. Um, but my grandmother didn't have that option. She had to deal with me 24-7. And I imagine when I was two years old, I was probably like Z, um, running around, needing attention and getting into things because that's what children do. So I would get spanked a lot. And let's just say spanking is a nice way to say, yeah, I was child abuse, all right? And I'm not talking about like, what these children nowadays call child abuse. I mean, yeah, I got my ass beat. So anyway, uh, because I didn't want to get my ass beat, I would try to not get into trouble. Now, this mentality followed me throughout life. And it was like, well, if I do things right, then, um, then people will like me, right? So it become this big old people pleaser, And the problem with being a people pleaser is that you will completely ignore some of your needs and your dislikes because you're desperately trying to be accepted. And that was a problem. That's why I say that root of rejection started a long time ago. My grandmother was not rejecting me. But as a kid, that's how I felt because she was, you know, doing the best that she could. And we didn't grow up in a super affectionate home. It wasn't like completely ignored. My grandmother would hug me. Um, She would rub my head at night. I could fall asleep and she would sing songs to me. And all this stuff I'm remembering as I begin to heal more and more. I completely like deleted or not deleted, but I suppressed so many memories. And because a lot of the things that I had to face as a kid, 
were more hurtful and those were the things that stood out more. So in order not to hurt, then everything was being suppressed, the good and the bad, right? But unfortunately, for some reason, I would get little triggers here and there and the bad would surface. It would come to the surface and and I hated it. I just did not want to think about that. And I another false belief I had was that if I don't think about it, if I don't talk about it, and I just get over it, I can move on with my life and I will be a healthy person. Hmm. That didn't work, guys. I was still a people pleaser. I was still depressed for most of my life. Even though on the outside, I looked like I had it together. Inside, I was angry. I was depressed. I was disappointed. I felt rejected. I had self-image issues. I did not think I was pretty um, or good enough. So all those things, because I was suppressing the bad parts and that caused me to suppress the good parts of my childhood, really caused my self-image to be so distorted and the less I talked about it, the worse I felt, in, I felt inside. And I think about it like this. And, and <clears throat> when I got this image was when I had started going um, to church. I didn't realize it. And unfortunately, we're talking about when I hit, you know, my about 30 or so. And there's a scripture in, in the word of God that says, It's talking about Pharisees, right? And this is like religious people that just feel like if you follow all the rules, then you're meeting the mark, right? But we all know that no one is perfect and we all miss the mark, right? So anyway, it talks about Pharisees and how they are like um, coffins, right? And so when you look at a coffin, a coffin is beautiful on the outside. It has these gold trimmings and or whatever color you decide. And it looks really nice and fancy on the outside. But what is on the inside? What's inside of that coffin? There's a dead person in that coffin. There's someone decaying in that coffin. And so when that when I heard that, I was like, holy crap. I'm like a coffin because on the outside, you see one thing. You see someone that's smiling. Well, actually, I didn't. I I just started smiling like maybe um, 2019 or so. I started smiling a lot more than I used to. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. I hated my smile. And like, that's the biggest thing I get compliments on is my smile. So I'm like. Sorry, world, for cheating you out of my smile for all those years, but I'm going to make up for it. And I'm smiling right now. (laughs) But anyway, so that just hit home. It hit to the core of my soul. It hit to the deepest wound in my soul. And something started happening. And I started feeling like I was searching for something. I was looking for something. I was looking for, I didn't know what I was looking for. I was looking for something and I knew something was missing. And I felt like, what is it? I can't find it, right? And so I started on this journey. And I once again fell into 
if I do everything right, yes, I'm working and I'm facing those things, but I didn't know how to be vulnerable with people because I was afraid they were going to reject me or they were going to betray me because I had trust issues with people. Like I was like Medea, you know, I'm going to get you before I get God, right? (laughs) I don't have the exact saying, but y'all know what I'm talking about when she's like in that interview with Dr. Phil and he's like, why do you think you're going to get God? And he's like, don't you know, you know, you got, you got to get them before they get you and everybody's being God. And so anyway, she's talking about, she keeps her peace, you know, and all that stuff. So anyways, and peace talking about, you know, her peace. (laughs) So anyway, all right, so this is why I need an outline, right? (laughs) So anyway, um, I would let people in only to a certain point. Now, you're talking about someone that has kids, someone that had a husband, right, and and had other relationships. I have sisters. I have brothers. Um, You know, my mom, um, aunts, cousins, friends. And so when someone is not able to be vulnerable and it's only surface deep, or I would let some people get closer than others, but to not be able to be completely vulnerable, or I don't want to say completely vulnerable because I still, you know, I'm not there yet. But if I couldn't be vulnerable with my own children, am I really truly loving them the best way that I can? Are they really able to get to know who I am? And at, at that time, I didn't think about it like that, you know, So because we're talking about how I used to think, right? And so, you know, I, I maintained friendships and relationships. My family could rely on me. My friends could rely on me. They would always praise me on what a great friend I am. And I got so involved with church and even there. You know, I was part of the leadership and I was always um, able to help people and people were able to come to me and be vulnerable with me and share their stories with me. And I would be able to walk them through their healing journey. Right. But there was still a part of me that wasn't healed. I I was healing. Don't get me wrong. Please do not think that I did not start this healing process a long time ago. I did, you know, but. When I went through a huge betrayal, so, okay, we're just talking about what I used to believe. Okay, so I used to believe, once again, it all goes back to that whole root of rejection, right? Um, And there were a few things that I wanted to share with you. Oh, yeah, another thing that I used to believe, and I'm not going to forget, I'll I'll, I'll go back to um, vulnerability and stuff, but Another thing I used to believe is that people really mean what they say. And you might ask me, why in the world would you think that people mean what they say? <laughs> what is wrong with you, right? Like, are you a joke? Um, I believe that because I always really mean what I say, you know, like, The only time that I may not be completely honest is when I'm talking about myself or if I'm not comfortable with sharing something. But other than that, everything that I say, I mean it. If I say that I love you, it's because I love you. 
If I say that I consider you a friend, it's because I consider you a friend. If I say that I will be there for you, it's because I will be there for you. If I say I don't like what you said to me, I would appreciate it if you don't. I really mean I don't like what you said to me. And if you say it again, I'm cutting your ass off. Okay, (laughs) like I really mean what I say. Like if I say I cannot continue with this. If this continues to repeat itself, I will have to remove myself from the situation. I truly mean that. It has taken time to get there, right? So, but as far as meaning what I say, I have always meant what I said. And so that was a mistake, uh, believing that other people are like me. That's another thing, right? And that goes to, you know, you know, people mean what they say. unfortunately there are a lot of people that are not able to be themselves and so they say what you want to hear okay it doesn't necessarily mean they're liars maybe they're lying to themselves not to say that there aren't liars because some people are just liars but I'm talking about people that always just say what you want to hear say you know it'd be somebody you call like a kiss ass or a brown noser. But I think it's deeper than that for some. Because some are that. Some some are like, I'm going to kiss my boss's ass and anybody else to get to the top. <laughs> Couldn't be me, but okay. You know, some people do that. Um, other people could be doing it for acceptance. They have been rejected and they just want to be accepted by someone. And I have had some people like that where they will say, okay, one individual that pops out that I could totally tell she was so I hate calling people fake but bitch was fake right so she would always say what I expected her to say I could I could automatically tell you what she was gonna say or she would try to just like give me ego boost but man when I tell you that when you are mm, sensitive to the spirit, when you're sensitive to vibes, when whatever you want to call it, when you have discernment, and I okay, I'm gonna keep it. A, I'm gonna keep it a book. When God gives you that discernment, when 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 Holy Spirit is there and He's talking to you and He warns you about stuff. You call it whatever you want. But for me, Holy Spirit be be um, disclosing things to me. Right. And so I knew it was a lie. I knew this person was not sincere. I knew this person deep down inside had some jealousy, you know, and I can't have people like that around me because those people are not out looking for my best interest. And if that's the case, Granted, I love people. I like to be there for people. But if you're if my best interest isn't at heart with that individual, then as much as I would like to help and would be able to help that individual, I can't have that person in my life because that person is going to bring harm or drama or cause disturbance in my life. And I don't want that. And especially if it's someone that I don't need in my life, you know, and then we get in that, you know, 
I don't want to be that person that's like automatically cut off your family, you know, F them, da, da, da. Family's important to me. But my family also knows how important it is to respect boundaries. The ones that have not learned that, they will learn eventually or they don't get to be around as much. It is what it is. That's not a bad thing. So please do not feel guilty when you have to set boundaries and limit your time with people or even cut people off. I had someone ask me one time, how can you cut people off? Of course, this person had his own agenda for wanting me to have this person in my life, right? So anyways, Um, (laughs) and what did I do? I went against my better judgment. And guess what happened? She backstabbed me. Okay, so listen to yourself. Listen to your gut. Set those boundaries, right? What else did I believe? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I wish I had written them down because I was thinking about all these things. Um, another thing was I don't need anybody. That was it. That was a big one. So think about me or a person. Oh, come on. We all know somebody. It's like, I don't need anybody. I don't need anything. I got this. I'll take care of myself. I am woman. Hear me roar. How many people do we know like that? And when you get down to it, if you really try or if they allow you to know what they have been through, who they are, what they're about, you're going to see that they've been through some things. And that is why they are the way they are. Or it could be maybe they were brought up that way. Um, because my grandmother was like, you don't need friends. You don't know the, you know, they might, you know, betray you and do this and that. Da, da, da. And don't get me wrong. My grandma had some friends and some really good friends, right? Positive ones, not drama. Um, but she would always tell me to be very careful, be very careful what women you have around your man. Doesn't matter if you think you can trust them, be careful, right? So can't tell you how to set your boundaries, but yo, it does happen because I used to be like, grandma would always say that. Oh, my God. Until boom, finally happened. Right. So here we are. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I just need a little laugh there. y'all. <laughs> I really thought like, no, it could never happen to me. <laughs> yes, it can. Even if you're a baddie, it happens. You know why? Because some people are trash. So anyway, here we go. Um, I used to think I don't need anybody. I can take care of things on my own. I got this. I got this. And (laughs) I have kids. I need my kids. I love them. You know, I had a, I had a husband. I need him. I, you know, and, and I will tell you, um, (laughs) and I, and I've apologized. I think I have shared before where I have apologized to my first husband, Because he would always tell me, you have so much pride. You should have been a man. Da, 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 da. And uh, I didn't really let him take care of me, you know, as much as he wanted to. Uh, and he was not the type that was like really clingy and stuff. He He's really not that type of person. But I can only imagine how it made him feel, you know, to, you know, as I think that anybody that's with you um, wants to feel needed um, as if they are a part of your life and 
want they want to do things for you. Normally, someone that really loves you and cares about you wants to do things for you. So ladies, if you are or men, but you know, I'm speaking as a woman that is independence does not have to be something negative. Independence means I'm able to do a lot of things for myself. However, I'm also confident and independent enough to allow other people to do things for me. There has to be a balance. It has to be healthy. It's okay to be independent. It's okay to be able to do everything for yourself. But when you have family and you have friends, you have people that love you, that want to do things for you, please let us, please let them. My apologies to my family and my friends and even to my exes. If I ever did not let you do anything for me and it made you feel unneeded, I apologize. But I'm in a better place now. So y'all want to do anything for me? (laughs) Hit me up. (laughs) No, I I also do things for my friends. I I love to do things for people. But my biggest thing is um, words of encouragement. And maybe it's because I'm a words affirmation type of person. Like that's what speaks a lot of love to me. Um, so maybe that's why too, um, that's, I guess that's the language that I also speak. Um, and, and again, like I said, what I say, I mean, I'm not going to BS you and be like giving you all these words of affirmation and they're not true. Um, unless you are going through a healing process and you've been through things and you need to hear, um, different voice or need help with talking to yourself in a better way. Right. Because, So I used to think all these things of myself. I used to think a lot of negative things and I would speak those negative things. And that was one of the other things that I wanted to share with you of things I used to think that were very bad and wrong. (laughs) I used to think that I was not good enough. I used to think that I I am not lovable. Um, I used to think that I was a mistake. Um, What else did I think? I thought I was ugly. Um... I used to think that if my life was different, if maybe I grew up in a different tax bracket, a higher one, of course, things would be better. Or maybe if um, I was a man, some of the things that happened to me wouldn't have happened to me. And I was just sharing that um, just recently um, with a couple of friends. And I hadn't thought about that, but that's a reality Y'all, like, I I, I kind of resented being a woman because of some of the things that I had been through that men had put me through. And I felt like if I was a man, it wouldn't have happened, you know? But I have met people, I've met men that have gone through some of the similar things that I have been through. And clearly it didn't matter. Their sex didn't matter. And the biggest breakthrough I got with that <clears throat> was during one of... Um, one of my counseling sessions. So let me, let me tell you about my counseling. I have gone through different seasons in my life. And so my counseling has been given to me in sessions and there has been more than one counselor um, throughout my life, right? So it wasn't like, oh, I've, only, I've been in counseling for the past three years. No, I have had <clears throat> segments. There have been breaks in between and things of that sort and I will go back whenever I um 
sometimes when I just as a maintenance, you know, like I just want to keep positive and healthy mentally. And, and other times it has been when I have gone through very difficult situations of grief or, um, divorce has, have been some of those, um, times where I needed to go to counseling because that was very difficult for me, especially for someone that was a perfectionist and to go through two, two divorces, I felt like a failure, right? Granted, it takes two people to make a marriage work. I own my mistakes in both. Um, difference between my two divorces, I will say that the first one, I made a crap load of mistakes and, um, we both did and I own those mistakes and I dealt with things inappropriately. You know, I dealt with them very unhealthy ways. In the second one, I walked away with clean hands. I did the best that I could. Granted, yeah, I mean, you make mistakes throughout the relationship. But as far as doing something that would destroy the marriage, I walked away with clean hands. Were there things I could have done differently? Yes. Like gone through with that annulment at the beginning. Boom. <laughs> um, but yeah, so here we are. Right. I am not a failure. And so let's get to like now how I think. Right. So I have learned that it's OK to make mistakes because you're human. No one is perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. There's not one single person in this world that does not make mistakes. Care how educated you are. I don't care what race you are. I don't care if you're a man, you're a woman, if you're young or you're old. You got Ph.D. degrees, medical degrees. It don't matter. You're still going to make mistakes. You're still going to face trials. That's just life, right? So now I give myself compassion. When I do make mistakes, I will do, if I can, I will correct it. I will own my mistakes. And if it involves a person, I will do my part to make it right for as, as far as I can, right? But at least I'm not afraid to make mistakes. And that is such a, it just is, it, it brings about a freedom that I can't even explain to you, right? Um, now the way that I think also is, what was some of the other things? Oh my gosh, what did I share with you guys? Um, being a perfectionist, doing everything right, being a people pleaser. Oh, I'm okay if someone doesn't like me. Like, and let me tell you, okay, I've been on both ends of the spectrum, right? I've been on the end of the spe spectrum where, oh my God, you know, I hate it when somebody doesn't like me. And then I've been on the other end where like, I don't give a shit if you don't like me. <laughs> I am who I am, right? Now, and we're, you know, I, 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 I was a jerk. I, I cannot lie to you. Some of you don't know me like that. Some of you are like, there's no way, girl, bye. Um, you, if you know, okay, one of my, my friends, Audrey, and she don't care. She's giving me permission to talk about her all the time. So <laughs> she's known me since seventh grade. I was a jerk in seventh grade and for a long time, <laughs> 
ask my sisters, especially my sister Jessica. She will tell you. She's the one. She's like, you were an asshole. Like she'll straight up call me an asshole, right? Like I didn't. So y'all have no idea. Like I was savage. I I really gave zero f's. And I, I'm telling you, I was like, I'm gonna hurt you before you hurt me. So don't worry, honey. Like <laughs> you ain't causing me no hurt, right? All along, though, inside, I, I, I was hurt. You know, I was an angry, hurt person. So anyway, <clears throat> now I'm at a place where I am. I understand and I accept that I am not everyone's cup of tea, and it's okay. I'm not gonna lose sleep at night. I'm not gonna try to change for you. I'm not going to be a jerk to you, but I'm also not going to like try to force you to like me either. I'm cool. We could go our separate ways. We good. Like, it's cool. Because chances are, if I'm not your cup of tea, more than likely, you're probably not my cup of tea either. And that's okay. I'm not going to stress myself being forcing myself to be around someone I really don't want to be um, spending time with or anything. So... <clears throat> Now I see things differently, right? Um, the other thing, of course, like I mentioned, was um, thinking that if I was a man, I would have more control over things and could change things. But honestly, I have embraced, um, I love being a woman. I have embraced my feminism, uh, my feminine side. And, you know, I'm a, I've, I've always been a big old tomboy, right? But I love being a woman. I think being a woman is so sexy and it's so empowering. I, I feel like, you know, my friend Dre, he's always saying that women run the world. And actually a lot of my guy friends say that they're like, you know, women run the world or, you know, you run the world. You know, they're always saying that and they mean it. They're not just saying it just to BS, right? They truly believe that. And they will say things to back it up. And so I get it. I understand. And what made me what it made me also realize is women are not the only ones that go through things. We have been through a lot, though. I don't want to take away from that. We have been through a lot. Men, if you're listening to this, please understand and know that some women have been abused, have been hurt at the hands of a man, um, at the words of a man, the actions of a man whether it be through physical abuse, sexual abuse, mental abuse, emotional um, abandonment. We have been hurt at the hands of men. On, and please, as men that care about women, that, I mean, all, every man has a mom or had a mom. Hopefully you had a good one or a decent one, right? <clears throat> But I hope you understand and know and have some patience and give women some grace. I'm not saying to put up with women's craziness, right? Because we need to heal. Ladies, if we have gone through that, it doesn't mean we have to treat every man like if they're our enemy because they're not. There are a lot of great men out there. I promise you, because I have met so many of them. I have met great men, men that talk about their emotions. Believe it or not, ladies, <laughs> There are a lot of men out there that, that, that are willing to share their emotions and their journeys and their stories. But you got to make it a safe place for them. You know, if you want to meet these type of men and you may very know a man like that, however, he may not feel safe enough to share with you. And men, 
uh, same thing for y'all on the flip side. You may know some amazing women that put up this front. <clears throat> it's it's a guard. It's a, um, what do you call it? It's a safety net. Um, oh, I can't think of the word. But anyway, where we act a certain way, I am guilty of that. And those of you that know me, the guys, you're probably like, yep, I'm hard. I'm a hard ass on the outside. I'm a badass. I'm a baddie. But into, I'm a very gentle, sensitive woman that's I tell you I'm like I'm an emotional gangster (laughs) um so if you get to know me though on a different level and like this conversation I'm having I've I've had this like one-on-one conversations where my guy friends can ask me questions and about the situations I've been through you know and and I can I share with them and they're like man V you know this 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 is really helpful it helps me see women differently or deal with women differently. Um, because yes, guys, some of us have had to be strong. We haven't had a choice. Some of us have not had a man protect us and we've had to be strong and we've had to learn to just get it done or it won't get done. So bear with us. And if you, you know, really are into a woman and you see that she, has this wall up, her guard is up. It could be things she went through. And and I understand, like I tell you, all of us are responsible for our healing. But it does help, like if you have someone there that is willing to go through that journey with you and has patience for you and is loving on you, ladies, let him. Let that person do that for you or him or her. You know, if you have found them to be trustworthy and they really have shown sincerity and they, like they really care, let them care for you. Let them do that for you, okay? And, you know, let's try to bring some healthy relationships back into this world because things are so crazy nowadays. Um, <clears throat> and we have gotten so used to um, being surface deep with our emotions and our feelings out of fear of rejection. And it's completely understandable, you know. Um, but where do we start that? You know, where can we be vulnerable um, where it's safe, you know, start there, you know, and then you keep growing in and, uh, <clears throat> you make progress. I promise you, you will, because I have made so much progress. I, a lot of times feel like I have so much more to go like my journey, but you know what, just because I'm still healing, it doesn't mean that I can't let people love me. You know what I mean? And yeah, I had, to, I came to that realization, like, um, what do I want? What am I looking for? You know, and, and I am so happy right now. Um, and I don't think about a relationship. I remember when I first, first got separated and all that stuff. Oh my gosh. I was so used to being in relationships that that was normal for me. But as I have, um, been single for for a few years now and I know for some of you it's like oh three years not a long time this is true you know because a lot of it has been spent in my healing journey and getting closer to my children and my grandkids because there was some mending that had to be done in my family um it's it's a good journey and I love it but that has been my focus and so now when I think about like "Mm, do I want a relationship? Do you know where do I see my future? Do I see myself getting married again? Do I see myself living with someone again? 
um, how will I know if I really want to be with someone? And then there's also that little voice of that fear of what if you make the wrong choice? What if you pick the wrong guy? You know, so that's where I'm at. Right. So we shall see. Uh, I'm going to I'm not going to stress over it. I'm, I'm happy uh, where I'm at. I don't want to get to a place where I hold myself back. You know, if I find someone and they are date worthy also, you know, but again, I'm not going to stress myself over that stuff. Um, so the other and that's another thing, too, is my self-worth. Um, like I told you, I didn't feel I was good enough. I didn't feel I was lovable or worth loving, um, or felt like I wasn't good enough. I don't see myself in that way anymore. I know my worth. And even still then I feel like, do I know the true value of my worth? And because I know my worth, I know the worth and value of other people as well. I hope you, let me say that again, because I know my self-worth it allows me to understand and know that other people are worth, they're valuable as well. Meaning just because I know my self-worth does not mean that it takes value away from anyone else. Okay, so I just had to say that because some of us get things a little bit distorted, right? The other thing is, heck yeah, I am worth loving. I have amazing kids that love me. And they are freaking to me amazing. Like I love them and I could just be biased. But when I look at them as individuals, not as my children, but as individuals, and I see their accomplishments and I see the type of parents that they are. And sorry, guys, I'm proud of my kids. When I see the type of people that they are and the type of parents they are, And I think about some of the things that they went through with me and how they love me and how they hold me up on a pedestal is amazing, you know? And also too, like the biggest breakthrough I had was when I found out that God loved me and that might sound crazy to some of you, but to know, like God seems so unreachable to me because of a lot of the bad decisions that I had made throughout my life. And when I realized and learned that that stuff did not make God love me less, it was such a breakthrough. But I also see like such a huge love from my kids and how forgiving they are. Like they don't ever say, well, mom, because of you, you know, my kids love me and they praise me. And I love that. Like, Sometimes I feel like I don't deserve that, but my kids are there to remind me every time. Yes, you do, mom. You are a great mom and you're a great person. So if you feel like you have made so many mistakes in your life and you do not deserve anything good or you feel like you deserve to be punished, please forgive yourself. Please find that place of peace. Please look around. Take the time to look around. And maybe you're in a place where you did make a lot of mistakes and put yourself in a situation where it's, it's, it cost you, it cost you your family. It cost you, um, your whole life. It cost you 
cost your life to fall apart. And now you're having to rebuild. Please rebuild. Please don't quit on yourself. Please take the time to make right whatever you can. Learn from your mistakes and move forward and do what you have to do. You know, um, you don't have to punish yourself for the rest of your life. We all make mistakes and no one is perfect and you're going to make mistakes again. But just don't keep repeating the same mistake over and over. You got to learn from it. You know, you got to find balance, y'all. We can't make excuses and say, well, this is just how I am because I was raised like this and because of stuff that happened to me. There are a lot of people out here that can say that and they choose to be different. They choose to learn from the things they went through and or from the mistakes that they made and they choose to live a better life. They choose to be better people. They choose to heal and grow and then help others along the way as well. So you do have a choice. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to share those things with you and keep it positive and remind you to keep going. <clears throat> you guys, I am glad that I'm able to share with you. And I am trying to set up some guests. Um, there are a couple of ladies that I want to have on soon. And I'll be reaching out to them. And I wanted to collaborate. There's like this um, new um, connection that I made, another podcaster. So I'm going to reach out to her. But she um, focuses a lot on her healing journey and stuff. And I love it. So I want to see if I can do something with her. I want to have some fun stuff, too. I had an idea of doing like spooky stories, you know, for October and stuff. And (laughs) the only spooky things I could think about was dating. I know I have my soundboard there, but I don't feel like dealing with it. But anyway, (laughs) I know that's wrong. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Dating has not been like a nightmare for me. I've actually met some really good people. Oh, okay. So let's end like that, right? Let's do a dating segment. We are now transitioning into dating stories, I guess. Okay, let's do it. Um, It wasn't really spooky, but sometimes I'm nervous about sharing things because I'm afraid that one of these guys that I date is going to like give me a one star or something. Right. But um, I went on an outing. with someone and I was actually looking forward to seeing this person I had met him while I was out somewhere and um and so we finally were able to meet up and have a few drinks and stuff and I happened to be tired right and I just mentioned it just in conversation and I was like yeah I just I'm I I'm really tired. I said, but I'm, I'm, I was looking forward to, you know, meeting you today and um, just meeting up and having a few drinks, not meeting him because I already knew him, but just meeting up and having, you know, a few drinks. And he's like, oh, so you, you know, you just need something to wake you up, huh? And I was like, yeah, you know, um, uh, seriously. And I'm like, haha, you know, whatever, you know. And we were just talking to stuff and then, um, Throughout the conversation, he's like, well, um, give me your hand. And I'm like, okay. And I give him my hand and, and he's trying to give me something. And I'm like, what is this? And I had no idea what it was. Right. 
And so then I'm like, what are you trying to give me? He's like, just take it. And I'm like, I look at it. Finally, I look at it. I'm over here looking at my hand, like if I have it right. I look at it and I was like, oh my God, did he seriously just give me drugs? And I just gave him time. I was like, I don't want this. And he said, well, you said you needed something to wake you up. And I was like, bro, <laughs> I wasn't talking about drugs. Shit, give me a freaking Red Bull or something, you know, like <laughs> that. So that was an interesting story so there we go we laugh on a funny note <laughs> i can't make this up he is such a good look he's such a good looking man too but anyways guys i don't do drugs please don't offer me drugs if i say i want something to wake me up <laughs> i will gladly take caffeine um i'm not a big like sports uh energy drink um type of fan I'm more of a coffee fan, but I do, I will have like an occasional sugar-free Red Bull, um, especially if I'm like drinking too, but for the most part, yeah, it's going to be caffeine. Okay. So <laughs> just, uh, for those of you taking notes, <laughs> I love coffee. You can always send me Starbucks gift card and I will be happy. Um, you have my cash app guys. And ladies, if you ever want to support Voice of E. Um, oh, and I do apologize because I was supposed to be working on merch and I did not. But I will get back on track with that. And um, <clears throat> so, uh, again, let's wrap it up, y'all. And uh, I just want to remind you real quick, though, for real. Um, if you are in a, in a tough place and going through some things, please reach out to people um, there are a lot of resources out there um, that can help you out. And if you don't know where to start, if you want to send me a message on Instagram, feel free. Um, also available via email. And it is voiceofv210 at gmail.com. And if I can't find you a resource, I know people that can. And I can, you know, get you some help. I am not a professional. I am not a counselor. I am a person just like you trying to um, live the best life that I can, a healthy life, positive life, and make this world a better place. So if I can be of any help, please reach out to me. And I hope you have an amazing week. I declare blessings over your life and I declare a breakthrough. If you have been struggling with some things, um, I will be praying for you that you will finally see a breakthrough and you will finally see some progress and you will receive that sign of hope that you have been looking for or even that direction that you need in whatever situation you are facing. And right now I cancel any curse that has been spoken over your lives and I declare blessings, I declare prosperity and I just declare favor and may everything that you touch be blessed. All right, y'all, I'm going to wrap it up. Please keep in mind what you don't repair, you're going to repeat. Let's not do that. That's called insanity, doing the same thing and expecting different results. If you don't take the time to heal, you don't take the time to face those wounds, uh, they're going to get worse and you will continue to put yourself in some bad situations. Remember, healing is possible. Healing is a process and healing is your responsibility. Um, you guys have an amazing week. Much love. I'm out. Mm -hmm.
And just like that, we wrap up another episode of Voice of V. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram under Voice of V. And the podcast can be streamed on most streaming platforms. So be sure to look me up, click the add button, and you will be notified every week when there is a new episode. Thanks for the support. This is your girl V and I am out.